Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Week 18 edition of Believe in Vikings. I'm your host, Dustin Baker, here with Brian McKinney, Sal Spice, Ron Saw, and Yannick Eckhart. We're going to talk about the disturbing loss to the Packers, the upcoming docket against the Bears, see if the Vikings can end on a good note. It appears they're playing starters. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on DeMar Hamlin at the very beginning. We debated whether or not to do the show tonight, and I think we've settled on uh, this Viking show, so we might as well pay a little... Respect to Hamlin, and then let the show roll on, talking about the Vikings for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what's on the agenda. Foremost, we're going to talk about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorites, uh, leagues, and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use this promo code, B-L-E-A-V, believe, B-L-E-A-V, to receive those rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Believe in Vikings. The Vikings lost uh, pretty overwhelmingly to the Packers when they had a chance to put the dagger in the Packers. It didn't quite work out. Um, and then on Monday night, we had a tragic situation in Buffalo Bills game where DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest on the field and is still at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. So uh, we we debated whether or not to even have the show tonight. I think we opted to uh, just talk a little bit about the Vikings. But on the, the, the Hamlin situation, I think the only perspective we can really gather is from Bryant, because otherwise we're just rehashing our talking points. Uh, Bryant. I'm sure nothing like this in the realm of sport has ever happened to you, uh, but give us your take as a player. You know, we saw how emotional they were and how um, everything became secondary in that moment. Give us uh, how you feel about that. Um, Because, you know, that the the NFL, you know, as far as the the players is a brotherhood. So, you know, everybody kind of felt they had some type of impact you know, based off of seeing him go down and then realizing that he had went into cardiac arrest. So that alone would disturb people, you know, to be able to, how do I, you know, how do you kind of move forward? You know, I, I kind of had an idea, like, it may be a little more severe than we expected, because I don't recall them announcing what happened, you know, while he was there. But for them to suspend the game, to decide not to play anymore, I said, it's definitely a little more severe than we can expect because that's something that's kind of a little traumatic, you know, for some of those guys to be out there. And especially his teammates, the guys who, you know, on his team for them to, you know, be a part of and see one of their guys go down in, in a manner like that. And then you think about his parents, and, you know, they said his mother got into the ambulance with him as well, too. 
and you're there, you know, cheering your son on and just have to kind of witness all that. Um, never, ever have I experienced anything um, to that degree. Um, I will say one time at practice at the Vikings, um, Percy Harvin had looked up into the sky and I guess the sun hit his eyes a certain way and he had a seizure on the field. Um, but that was at practice and it kind of was kept, I guess, kind of a little more under wraps. It wasn't like anything broadcast. So this was different too because, you know, this was on national television and, and everybody, you know, was watching it live and then and seeing him go down. And, you know, right from all over the world is praying for him. What's crazy is I found his page and I had posted him on my story like twice and I tagged him and I went to his page and he had like 70,000. And then I went the next day to post another picture. He had like 370 something. Like a lot of people have like come to his, you know, support and his praying and, you know, just hoping that he can pull through and, you know, things that, you know, work out for him. So very tragic, very, um, you know, of course, just everybody's caught off guard and stunned. Um, but at this point, all we can do is just pray for the best one. Well said, sir. Um, if you were, you know, a Bills player, do you even like practice or do you wait to get the all clear on them or do you just post up at the hospital or how? I mean, you're and you're a man of the people, as we've seen from your retirement. Um, what, what, what would you do, big man? I don't know how. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, what are those guys doing? I don't even know. What, uh, are they practicing? I, I think that. Uh, no, I think they're all kind of scattered. I think some stayed in Buffalo. Some of them went home. Okay. They're supposed to be practicing. Yeah, that's a, that's a very tough situation because it really goes by what the head guy says, too. Like, if he gives you, you know, permission to stay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, do I stay? Like, you know. Um, yeah, I just, I don't really know what the organization is doing. Um, I do think that it would be. I just think things that just wouldn't be the same though, because you're in practice and you know that you, you've seen what happened and you know that person is missing and, and why they're missing. You know what I mean? So that'll be on people's mind and seeing his locker and just always wondering. So it can form as a, a bit of a distraction for the guys. And then you also have the media who will come in there yeah. and ask questions. And that's another thing. So it definitely would, pose as a form of distraction for the guys to not have to keep asking and answering questions, you know, regarding that situation. Well, on the the bill side, they're totally undetermined um, going forward because I think everybody is waiting on at least a somewhat positive prognosis um, on DeMar. It just remains to be seen if we're going to you know get that or if it'll be kind of a reduced version, um, but the whole NFL world is on on watch and rightfully so. So, um, you know, in terms of the prayers and thoughts, the show goes right right, or, right along with it. Um, but in terms of rehashing talking points about you know what happened, we don't not really going to do that. We're going to pivot to the Viking stuff. Well, at, let's at point out though. Yep. Let's point out though, just really quick, because Brian talked about you know how many people are supporting him, and I think let's just talk about his GoFundMe really quick and how amazing that is because oh, he yeah. had a to- a toy drive with a goal of twenty five hundred dollars. $2,500 and now it's at over $6 million. Yeah. And that's insane. Like I just got chills even $6 million. Um, it does show the good in humanity and, and it sucks that it takes something like this to see that, but you see kind of like everyone coming together kind of as one in this type of instance and, right. you know, realizing, you know, you get 
you get talking heads that will say stuff, you know, like the Skip Bayless's of the world and, you know, some other, like mm-hmm. Bart Scott said some things like, you know, in terms of blaming T Higgins for, for like what we're not going to get into all that, but uh, there you see these people like putting the human side first, which you don't see a lot of. And that's, it's great to see. And I wish it parlayed more into. I feel like people do have to re- remember that um, athletes are human. I think sometimes people um make athletes characters like you have your good guys your bad guys they're just characters they're it's a form of entertainment as well but you know everybody does have their real lives too and they're you know everybody is human so um i think sometimes it's overlooked too because i guess you see guys go out there and battle you know week in and week out and maybe some people don't look at it as being like (laughs) like i don't know but everybody's human everybody bleeds and injures and gets hurt the same has families like it has different things that they go through that are just like everybody else. It's just, we're just on football field, you know, competing with each other, but it's definitely everybody. We're all human. Yeah. Kind of, uh, we get lost in the gladiator approach. Right. Um, yeah. And that's terribly unfortunate. I think, I think we're progressing though, um, as a society, as at least in the aftermath, some, some of the mental health mm-hmm. stuff for the bills was uplifted and rightfully so. And then as uh, Sally pointed out, the, the marvelous GoFundMe, <clears throat> which <laughs> exceeds all expectations. All right. On the, the Vikings stuff. So before that incident on Sunday, the Vikings had this, this moment to take over the division with the new head coach. And they did the opposite. Uh, they somehow got a blocked punt, which was second in as many weeks after a drought block punts. I can't even fathom. Um, and it felt like, all right, well, we're here to play. And that was really the only good thing that happened until garbage time. Uh, so Ron, I'm going to ask you just a simple now what? Well, I mean, now what you got to focus your attention, obviously you still need to try to win this week. I don't think that or one, you need to get some traction going into the playoffs. You can't, the, this team hasn't played well enough consistently for four quarters in the game to be able to take a week off and then try to jump back into it in a playoff game. So I want to see them, you know, hopefully they can get out in front and then like start to pull the starters because you obviously can't risk injury either. Um, But you know, like, it was a game where nothing went right. Like you see our guys were slipping all over the field too. Now again, I'm not blaming the turf conditions, but clearly whether I don't think it was the equipment manager or whatever that wasn't equipped. I think the players and their uh, tendencies, like maybe they, you know, didn't want to go with the extra cleat or extra long cleats or whatnot. Um, But yeah, like you alluded to the, the punt block, and then you lose your center, and then the first play you're going to run right behind the guy who's never played center in the NFL. Um, stuff like that just it compounded from there. Hawkinson didn't look um, very good to start. Um, you know, he had you know a couple drops, and then that the fourth down interception um, that I think he could have come down with that ball. Um, so yeah, you just move or turn the page, move on. Um, you know, understand the Packers were fighting for their playoff lives. Would have been nice to be the team that daggered them, but. Uh, Go into it, um, realize you still won the division, um, can still potentially be a 13-win team, and uh, go from there. Sally, I'm going to explain to you and the listeners my odyssey this year on the Vikings. And you guys probably remember it from all the shows done together. But for the first eight weeks, I was like, you know, what are these guys? They're kind of goofy. And then they played the Commanders. And in the fourth quarter, it felt like they played like a real contender by flipping the proverbial switch and just putting the Commanders away after some 
shenanigans and tomfoolery. And then I was like, all right, this is what a Super Bowl team would do. After that, the week after that, they beat Buffalo. So I think like most, I started to buy in. If they can beat Buffalo on the road, then they can beat anybody. But then after Dallas and after this one, I'm right back to where I was in early October thinking, oh boy, this really has an early playoff exit written on it. Sally, do you differ from me there? No, not at all. I mean, both you and I predicted a loss at Lambeau this week. Mm -hmm. However, we didn't predict anything like that, right? And on one side, almost never would you ever predict something like that in any situation because this is the NFL where games come down to the wire all the time. You rarely see blowouts on the level that the Vikings have had theirs go this year. And there's been three big ones. And so you're going to be playing a higher caliber of team going forward. And you're not going to have the Indianapolis's or, I mean, the giants are in now, you know, so I don't mean to, to diss them, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how far I thought they were going to get in the first place, but I'm definitely not feeling good about it anymore. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be an early exit. I hope I'm wrong, but. I think our best hope for those that think like us is the uh, new season adage where they have this decision to make on January 15th or whatever it may be that it really doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. You could become a gangbuster right now if you wanted to. Uh, It's just that you probably would have already seen that by now. So I'm hoping they think it'll be the Giants take care of them and then see what happens with the the lay of the land. Maybe it's the... Cowboys or Buccaneers coming to U.S. Bank Stadium because we all know if we're going to San Francisco, the only hope you have is that Brock Purdy has his first turd of his career. That'd be the only saving grace that we could have um, because we just have too much of a sample size by now. Well, I, I might be mistaken, but can't they can't Tampa Bay not come here because Tampa, they have a higher seed? No, Tampa Bay is barely. Gonna- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They have a lower seed. I'm so sorry. I just messed that up. I was thinking wild card. Um, cause they'll play at home all the time, despite teams having a better record than them. That's what yeah. I was mixed up on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just, I don't know. I don't. And they also kind of blew it with having the number two seed, mm-hmm. um, in their back pocket. And yeah, it's unfortunate how that went down. Yannick, you've kind of been the silent assassin over there, sir. I apologize. I haven't called upon you yet. Um, so you watched the game with me. Uh, we both went pretty silent about maybe half hour, 45, 45 minutes into it. But your your temperature moving forward after they put the Packers lost behind them. Um, yeah, they, they got to put it behind them. Uh, playoffs are single elimination and everything can happen. I think the Vikings have shown that they can beat good teams. They can also lose against good teams by a lot. So everything, everything is on the table, I guess. Bryant, uh, what's we've had this little, I think, community-wide debate with the Vikings about cleats and footwear. Uh, the Vikings were slipping all over the damn place at Lambeau Field, and they don't usually do it to that magnitude. The Packers, of course, were not. When you were playing, do you pick what you wear for footwear? Does the trainer say or coach say, you're wearing these bad boys? No, you pick. Um, before they pack your bags, you you pick which shoes you want to wear, and and they pack them in there. Um, so it's really up to the players. I, I mean, they kind of would tell you what type of field it is, so you have the option of what shoes you want to um, put on. <clears throat> Sometimes you can put an extra pair in there too, just in case you're wrong, and change them. But it's up to you. 
And then do they give you like, like in, in your day, whether it was the Ravens, Vikings or Dolphins, do they give you advice? Like they say, hey, this this field is terrible. They can tell you, they can tell you the type of field it is and say like, hey, I mean, I'm not sure they go around to other people. But sometimes I'll see like, you know, the trainer there and I'll say, you know, I mean, the equipment guy there and I'll say, you know, what shoe was better or something like you can ask. Um, some people may not know. It's not like a big announcement made either. Like so That's something you got to question. Okay. They cool. did say, they have said that the equipment manager recommended them to wear a different shoe. And they opted not. Like he went to them and said beforehand. That reminds me of my at kid. least Adam, at least Adam and Jefferson. That has been said. Okay, that reminds me of my kids are doing some dumb shit, and then I'm like, yeah, I told you. So you know now, sympathy's there, but not quite as much as it would have been. Uh, but didn't they wait a while to change them? Wasn't it until the half? Yeah, it felt like uh, I think Jefferson, well, at least on the broadcast, television broadcast, it sounded like Jefferson was the first one to say, screw this. I'm trying something different because, I mean, Kendricks, Cook, Thielen, like all of the gigantic playmakers were the ones who were falling. Um, So I don't know if it was in unison or what was the catalyst, but I think it was probably. And the weird thing is, is like we don't usually do great there, but it's not because we're falling all over the field. So it's mm. and this this was their 125th meeting, so this, this isn't some brand new place. Uh, that's why it struck me as so odd of as to why, as a Vikings fan for 26 years, I'm seeing that field be a problem for the first time. It's usually you know we talk Chicago, about, yeah, and boom, yeah. they play them this week, yay! And Washington, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Washington's absolutely horrific and notorious. Well, Brian, so that's what I was, can you, if you decide you want to change your shoes or your socks or whatever, and can you time. just go, you have to wait until halftime, your stuff's not out there? You could, no, it's not out there. Unless somebody, like an equipment manager, saw on the sideline goes in there and gets it. Okay. It's not out there though. Okay. Got it. Brian, uh, three of the Vikings losses, at least two for sure. Philadelphia is kind of arguable. Were really shitty performances, unbecoming of a twelve-win team. As a player, can you block that out and just move forward, or does it psychologically impair you that when you lose, you look like fools? I don't know. I feel like you are excited to get on the field the following week to you know to get that out of your system. Just like remember after the Dallas game, I said, well, I feel like they want to come out and put together a win, um, just because. You want to get that feeling out of your system. So, no, you really want to play as fast as possible. I believe after Dallas, they turned around and played again on Thursday night, so they were able to get this out of their system a little faster. But, um, yeah, definitely, you just want to be able to play again and just move on. Well, I've got plenty of experience now <laughs> in terms of erasing bad losses because <laughs> when they lose, besides the Lions game, when they lose, and they don't lose very much, we can give them that. It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, Sally, I thought... This next topic would be a huge debate like through the middle of the week, but it was kind of kiboshed really early on. The Vikings play at Soldier Field. I consider a meaningless game, but evidently the Vikings think that perhaps the Cardinals can stun the 49ers. And if it were up to me, which it never will be, I would have rested all the starters this week because I don't want a a redo of what happened to Brian O'Neill. Would you be on board with that, Sally, if O'Connell changed course right now tomorrow morning and said, you know what? We are going to play Nick Mullins and the gang. You know, I could go either way on that. I think it's heightened to me the um, importance of possibly resting them because of the field conditions that are known in Chicago that increases the possibility of injuries. 
But I do think that Ron is right where um, they do need to regain some traction going into the playoffs because that no means pun for intended. those. Oh gosh. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> think of it like that. That means that there's two games where, you know, they didn't really play much, especially offensively. So I would like to see them play at least some um, and maybe get some of that confidence back uh, you know, could go bad. could go the opposite way as far as confidence goes as well. But I, I would like to see them play some. Okay. One of the funny things I've heard in whispers, not, not in droves is that they should hop out to a big lead and then pull the starters at halftime. I was like, when does this team ever, <laughs> ever hop out to a, a big lead? Um, I mean, now that we say it and laugh at it, like, you know, hyenas, it will happen. But uh, yeah, I saw that in a couple, I can't remember if it was articles or tweets. And I was like, what do, what team are they watching? Um, but that would be ideal if you get Chris Reed some, what, 30, 40 snaps so he doesn't get on his bullshit against the Giants and then kind of wipe the bad taste out. I think that would be ideal. But if anybody cares, I would prefer just the rest of the starters and live to see another day because it's kind of that cynical stinking thinking for the Vikings that I just assume that, you know, Darisaw is going to get hurt because we chose to play the starters and hopefully I'm wrong. Ron, where do you land on? But, the, yeah, sorry. I mean, on that note though, I mean, I think we need this offensive line to play at least a little together. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm, you know, so. And yeah, that, yeah. you know, that's perfect uh, because that's what I was going to say. It's like you can't go in. Like Reed obviously needs his time. I know they – what was it, Greg Mance? Is that the guy that they brought in? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bobby at least Evans. a veteran. And and then, yeah, Bobby Evans on the outside. So um, they're bringing in bodies. But, I mean, Ole Udo, um, you know, he's been here. He's been a guy that's – while he – you know, was slightly above uh, Dakota Dozier. Um, he at least has playing time. He has, has playing experience. I actually have always thought he is more suited to be a tackle. Um, and I know that's what he played at his small school anyways, but now you're going to need to rely on someone at that right side, you know, cause who knows whether or not Brandle is going to be back come playoff time. Um, but you need to get these guys some run. Um, obviously it sounds like Bradbury may be back in time for the playoffs. Um, but also the other part is, if you're if you're not rolling out with the, at least your main offensive line that you're going to be rolling up, you can't put Kirk back there. Um, you can't let him get killed. Um, and then you can kind of play it by ear with the skill position player because as long as you have the offensive line and Kirk, which I do think need time, obviously you know what you're going to get out of JJ. Um, I I think contrary to what Jair Alexander has to say, I think last Sunday was more of a fluke than the previous one uh, because in two games against the Packers, he still got, you know, 10 catches, 200 yards and two touchdowns. So uh, that's a damn good uh, uh, two games, but uh I think you know what he brings to the table. Um, obviously, Jalen Naylor caught his touchdown on Sunday, you know, but get some of those younger guys playing time because you may need to rely on them in the playoffs. Um, you know, I put Jalen Rager out there, try to showcase him a little bit, see what you have in him. Uh, but once the offensive lineman or offensive line is out, then you got to pull Kirk because you can't let him uh, um, be susceptible to to taking cheap or not cheap, but um, – unwarranted hits so um defensively he's used to you know he's used to getting <laughs> hit but uh you know it's again it is we and we I feel like we say this every year like it is the bears week 18 they're they have nothing to play for they actually have a chance outside chance to get the number one pick if the texans win and they lose so um 
Who knows? Maybe they uh, Bears play. They don't have that. They they have no chance at the playoffs. They're either going to go and try to spoil the Vikings, or they're going to play very safe so they don't get injured and have to worry about staying here for rehab for the offseason. <laughs> I'm telling you, those are the two mindsets. That's yeah. a real those thing. Those are the two mindsets that people have. I'm sure you're going to get some of those game, guys. I don't want to get injured. <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to get some of those guys that you, they're not guaranteed to be on their roster, or really any roster. So you're going to see some guys, you know, playing hard and then sometimes when that happens you get someone playing a little over hard and you know that's when injuries tend to happen so um you know who knows what's gonna what but yeah hopefully they get out big the vikings get out big and then they can just you know you know uh, uh, let the backups go talking ourselves through this here on um based on what sally said to right now was the first time i ever contemplated a scenario where we play the starters they play peterman and they beat us still if that happened it would feel exactly like the 2004 season where we felt like like really this team is going to the playoffs because of how bad it ended in the last four weeks and then uh, McKinney and the gang went and won in Lambeau. But if they somehow lose and they're not resting starters, and it was like, you know, Nathan Peterman, 353 touchdowns, that, oh boy, I haven't, I, this is the first time I've contemplated that tonight. The same Nathan Peterman that went through five picks and a half yeah. in his first start. Yeah. Yeah. Against the um, Chargers in 2017. Yeah. He's been around so, for a while now. Yeah. Brian, what do you Believe think? 24 total yards in that game as well. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, uh, so I think based on what you said about five minutes ago, you would probably want to erase the sour taste in your mouth for the playoffs. But officially, if you were on the Vikings or you coached the Vikings, um, when you can still have the smidgen of chance to get the number two seed instead of the three seed, would you play starters at a shitty field in, in Chicago? If I got a chance to get number two, yeah. It's like this this, get, this tiny chance. That was a small chance to get number two? Let's yeah. break down what has to happen. Okay, so the Vikings, because of the Packers' loss, gave away the number two seed. Uh, they play at noon central time against the Bears. If they win, they need the 49ers to lose to the Cardinals. who That's in San Francisco, and the Cardinals are 14-point underdogs. So the I I do got to say, I think the NFL, like, you know, again, and this is all prior to anything Monday, I think the NFL completely shit the bed on how everything played out. Um, they all, they gave the Packers an advantage. And also, like, they usually like to put the, the game that has the most playoff implications on that Sunday night. And that's the Titans-Jaguars, because it's literally whoever wins that game is going to the playoff. But no, they they wanted Rodgers in the prime slot. If the Seahawks win, the Lions have nothing to play for. And, like, you know, not on meat sauce conspiracy theories, but it, they want the, – the NFL wants Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the playoffs. And it's such bullshit how they have it laid out, especially, you know, like, to not have the Vikings and Niners play at the same time. Because the Niners – if the Vikings go on and lose, like, you know, say they, they happen to lose the Niners, then get to rest everyone that they, that they want because it doesn't matter. Um, it's, I think it's just horseshit handling the way the NFL did it. Um, and it literally goes against everything that they, that they do. Cause they, there are times that they don't even have games on the Sunday night of the last week because they want all the games to be ending at a certain time. So Brian, now you got all the backstory. Uh, <laughs> would you would you play the uh, Viking starters or go in healthy as possible? I might go in healthy then. Um, 
Yeah, instead of taking and Chicago's not the best field, and knowing that it's like a small chance, you know, that we can get regain, regain number two. Had number two all season long. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah sure but um, yeah, I basically would I would just rest my guys and just be okay with number three, and then to a certain point we have to get out. You know, at least your at least your first maybe two games might be at home. Yeah, you need a little help from probably the right. Packers. If somebody loses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the Packers right. that you'll be awkwardly cheering for uh, against the 49ers if you want two home Vikings playoff games, which is mind-boggling, and it'll be a thing in our in our little circles. Uh, Yannick, you cool with starters in in Chicago, or did you you want to see the healthiest version of the Vikings against probably the Giants? Um, so. A tough question. Um, I think I'm good with starters. I think they should should go into the playoffs with a W and not that Packers game. It would be a terrible feeling. Um, I think the, the grass is better in Chicago than it used to be. They supposedly changed the grass in, in the summer, so I hope it's better. Obviously, don't know for sure. Yeah, but I think they should should win the game and should try to win the game and keep the chance for the for the two seed. Yep, and then we'll all be <clears throat> watching intently the Niners Cardinals game to you know hope that David Blau, who will probably be starting, former Viking QB three baby, can drop one on the 49ers. All right, the last thing maybe I want to he's maybe he's going out there with the with the vengeance for. The, the first team that um, that claimed them to the practice squad. Because isn't it one of those where if you're on the team at some point during the year, you get a ring or something like that? So maybe maybe he's going out there, J.J. Watt's last game, to um, to send a message. Yeah, that's, those, are the little, those are the little silver linings we'll have to dig for for it to happen. All right, the last thing I want to talk about, um, Sally, is Brian O'Neill. Um, not only did he sustain a calf injury, it was a partially cor- uh, torn Achilles, which means this thing will bleed into the summer to figure out if he'll be ready for 2023. But for playoff purposes, um, do you take any solace in knowing that Kevin O'Connell, Chris Cooper are in charge of the Vikings offensive line? Because if this was on a Zimmer team, we would be like, oh, well, there it goes. Um, and that's what most of us are doing anyhow. Do you have any semblance of hope that Oli Udo filling in or Vidarian Lowe, who's been on this show, could be could be whisked into you know serviceability because the offensive you know minded head coach? Well, I think that's probably more of a Bryant question. Um, I honestly don't know how big of a difference it's going to make because it's in my mind it's a little bit more of a personnel issue than a a scheme issue or a coaching thing. A coaching issue when it's literally in like what three days or four days that this has to be mm-hmm. well i guess it doesn't necessarily have to be figured out this week but you know two weeks or whatever it's going to end up playing out as i honestly think those issues might be as concerning as as the ways that they lose these games because it really is going to hurt them and their chances to get going offensively um, and that's kind of that's really a dark cloud hanging over the loss and then the offensive line woes. Yeah, it was the because they've been. I mean, other than Darisaw, which obviously was a loss, but as compared to years past, we've had a really good offensive line situation. 
And to be going into week 18 like this, it just feels really bad. Yeah. So Brian, think- when you talked with coach, how many games did you say you have left? <laughs> One. Somebody, somebody tweeted me that too. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, that, that's my knee jerk reaction is to uh, do the, Oh, of course. Well, there we go. O'Neal's out. Things are going to go to hell. Um, but I've tried to take solace in knowing that you went and found an offensive minded head coach for this very reason. You don't need to go back into the turtle shell um, just because one dude is out. And you know, this is why you get a guy like that. Who's young and creative. Um, however, that could just be, you know, me getting excited for something that's going to be gloomy no matter what. Bryant, to Sally's point, you'll know better than us. Uh, Brian O'Neill is the caliber of player that you were, a pro bowler. He's the anchor on his side of the line. Um, now, you didn't miss very many games, uh, but what would a Vidarian Lowe, or in this case, Oli Udo, a, a career LT2, RT2 type, you know, how how much of the, the gap can he make up in a couple weeks preparation for the postseason? It really just depends on how he's been uh, practicing and handling things, you know, during the season, um, taking mental reps. And when he gets in there for practice and gets reps, like how he's really like taking on that role. Um, I'm pretty sure his antenna is up now um, because he knows they have to go in there and play. So he'll get some live bullets. So, you know, at least this game, like let him play and get used to being around, you know, the live thing. And then he just had to work his way in, like, you know, get a feel for things, but just communicate with the guys next to you that way. So he plays short and he plays fast. You're probably the perfect person to ask this when, when one of your tackles, who's a damn good football player goes down. Do you think, you know, as a fan now, do you think, Oh, well, they're screwed. Or do you think, Oh no, the next man up will be just fine. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um... I would have to be around. The, I would have to be around the guys. But normally, <laughs> from my situation, I feel like we should be fine. Like they, they should be able to hold their own. Um, I remember like Ryan Cook at one time ended up booting out the tackle or something. Remember he was like a center, and then he was a tackle. Yeah. Like, but I always felt like he was jumping off sides a lot. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> I feel like he was always, you know, still, you know, hold down a position. So I, I was never worried about him like not doing his job was just like okay at what point is he going to do both sides <laughs> the one thing the the advantage and i know chris reed it was his first time at center taking snaps in the nfl but chris reed has started a lot of games in the nfl and Ole Udo started all of last season so mm-hmm. at least you have two guys that they, like the the pace the speed that's not gonna be a problem with them now having your quarterback clap for five seconds, waiting for the ball, um, you know, like on Sunday, that's got to be cleaned up. But I think a week of practice, or, you know, even a couple weeks, if, you know, Bradbury is not ready going into the playoff, um, I think that will help. But um, while I'm not going to say when you lose one of your best players on the team, when, which O'Neal is, um, you're going to feel it. But at least with Udo, he's, he's on the team for a reason. He brings experience. Center is a different you know. position because center has to be the person who, comes in and points out who the mic is and give like a lot right. of instruction to the line and the quarterback. 
You know what I'm saying? And then you also have to be on point on a road, on a road, and it's, it's your rival and it's loud and it's noisy to be able to hear or know when to snap the ball too. So it probably was a lot, you know, for one time for this guy to get in here and had to fill in a spot where you have so many things, people you have to direct and then still <laughs> know to snap this ball off. And I think, Brian, you had talked about this all last year when, uh, you know, when one guy would get hurt, we reshuffle the entire offensive line <laughs> for one that. spot. At, at least this year, our guys are staying in the spot. Like, at least our starters, they're staying right. in the spots that they're supposed to play, and they're shuffling the backup guys, um, which... That's the know, purpose of being the backup. Refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, like, these starters there don't move a whole starter... <laughs> Because somebody, I, I hated that. On Chris Reed, um, Chris Reed is a damn good football player. He's like, uh, kind of like Josh Klein reincarnated. So it will actually surprise me to the utmost if we're chilling here next Wednesday talking about how poorly he played against the Bears. I think with a week, some acclimation to what his job's going to be now until Bradbury's back, I think he'll be just fine. Now, in terms of Udo replacing O'Neal, that's a bigger task, but I do trust O'Connell to do that. But I think uh, for Vikings fans who don't know much about Chris Reed, he's not, you know, just Drew Samia here that we're like, you know, destined to be underwhelming. The guy is pretty good. And I think he got put in a um, terrible situation. Tough yeah. Spot. yeah. Against the rival and relative cold, loud, like Bryant said. So I think Reed will figure it out. Uh, Yannick on this offensive line, not reshuffle, but contingency plan. Uh, I think. From some of some of your writings, I can tell that you're not overly optimistic, but put into words where you're at with this offensive line outlook heading into the postseason. Um, yeah, of course, injuries suck. Always they always do. Um they're not gonna replace Brian O'Neill with just a backup. I think Udo is a better tackle than guard and he can do some stuff, but they got to play, they got to give them help, tight ends and running backs and whatever. Um, have to make sure that that he's not one-on-one all the time against good pass rushers. And uh, at center, Reed, Reed actually played pretty well after the snap. Of course, he struggled at, the, at snapping the ball, snap counts, pretty big deal for a center, but after snapping the ball, he was actually good. He, his blocking was was at a really high level. So I'm, I think a one, one week of practice will will fix that stuff. Yeah, and then I think <clears throat> Sally mentioned it about 20 minutes ago. I think that's probably the most important aspect of playing starters at Chicago. If 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 you're like me and you're you know rest the guys, the best caveat that can come from it is that all right well at least you get this five some acclimated assuming Bradbury isn't ready because we know like the back of our hand what being besieged for cousins feels like we saw it 2018 to 2021 pretty much every game under the Zimmer regime all right Sally give us a a prediction for Chicago assuming the Vikings play starters Nathan Peterman in the saddle there the Bears are one loss and one Texans away from the number one overall draft pick. It's so hard to guess, as I'm sure you guys understand, because you don't know who's playing on either side. I did hear, uh, I think the weather is supposed to be like 36 degrees, five mile an hour winds. So uh, we at least need Joseph to get a couple kicks, uh, get some confidence back in there. So I think it'll probably be more on the low scoring side. I'm going to go with maybe a 21 to 10. 
Vikings. Okay. Uh, Ron, take into consideration typical Soldier Field Vikings games, fluky, weird, maybe sloppy. What do you got? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's definitely hard to to predict based on who's going to play. Um, obviously, we know now that Peterman is going to be playing at quarterback. And, you know, Vikings don't do well against backup quarterbacks as it is. Um, undefeated this year, is our, sir. Is it, uh, undefeated this year. <laughs> or, okay, but we allow them to put up numbers, yeah. let's oh, yeah. say. Um, so that that's a little concerning because, again, like we talked about, there's a guy who – this first half of football, he threw five picks and uh, um, was just absolutely terrible. Um, I'm trying to look at what the so the over under is at 43 right now. So that tells me it would be something. I mean, I don't think the Bears are scoring more than I don't think they're getting more than 17 points. Um, but if we're going in the terms of 43 being the number, then I think. I think the Vikings are going to win either way because I think our backups, whether that's you know Madison running or you know, getting Kane out or some opportunities or even Ty Chandler, I think is coming back soon. Um, I mean, there's a reason why the bears have what two wins, three wins, whatever it is there. And without Justin Fields, who showed a lot of strides this year. Um, I mean, they're missing Eddie Jackson on defense and some of their other good players. So the Vikings should win regardless of who's out there, but let's say, you know, they're not going to win. I don't think they're going to blow out. Um, but <laughs> you know, maybe a 24, let's go, you know, let's go 27, 17. So keeping that right around the, the 53 number is that the, or 43 number? Sorry. Um, but we'll see how it goes. What I think is going to happen in that blowout vein. Um, you heard it here first is that at this week, next time, or at this time next week, all of the popular takes in the NFL media are going to be giants over Vikings because, hey, guess what? Did you know the Vikings have this under underwater point differential? Everybody's going to discover it for the second time. They're discovering it this week. They're going to think the Vikings are upset alert and therefore the Giants are going to win. And for the first time in over in about four months, the Vikings are going to beat somebody very handily. And I think that will be the Giants. That's my sexy take with uh, what about? week and a half for the postseason as that their first decisive victory since September 11th is going to be in the wild card round uh, on this game. I got, they're going to have in this game. Uh, I got 24, 12 Vikings and just uh stereotypical Vikings bears games where you can't get overly excited about the win. Cause you just kind of feel like a survival bout. <clears throat> um, yep. Bryant, what do you got? I say 24, 17 um, Vikings. Okay. Yannick last word, my man. I predict. Bears 9 and Vikings 28, and then the Vikings have an even point differential over the season. <laughs> you did the math, didn't you? That's genius. Now, what would be better is, is for that to happen and have the, the even point differential or for them to win a one-score game and be, what is it, 12-0 and 0 or whatever in one-score games? Which one would be uh, the happier uh <laughs> we, still, we still got the record for those, so 11-0 and 0 would That's do the true. trick. Now, do you want to see a fourth quarter comeback? Like <laughs> yes, just, that, uh, that's just, on the just... line. <laughs> yeah, because right now, uh, Cousins is tied with Stafford for the precious fourth quarter comeback metric. Hmm. All right. Well, this hey, this time next week, no matter what, we'll be talking about playoff preview for the first time. Playoff football for the first time since 2019. And Will that... Bryant be coming? Oh, to the game, right? You got to come up for the playoffs. What would that be? January what? 14th, 15th, or 16th? The 8th. Yeah. 
You got, you got any, t- any uh, 14th or 15th, wouldn't it be? Could be Monday oh, night, 14th too. 14th or the 15th. Oh, All right, right, I got to check my calendar. You got any hints Not- or tips, Sally? Uh, I oh, Only my own um, research. Hold on. Let me pull up the screenshot that I have. Well, that okay, for us. so oh, wait a second. Just um, talk for a minute. I'll find it here. Yeah, the, Not too many damn things on my phone. Oh, I got it already. Okay. So Nance and Romo said that they're not doing any more Vikings games this year, which makes really? me think that they obviously, um, that NFC games aren't going to be on CBS. Is and the they usually there. aren't anyways. So that's uh, the, in the playoffs, the it, they stick AFC, NFC, Fox, uh, and CBS. Right. So that eliminating that, that means the possibilities could be Saturday the 14th at 4.30 p.m. Sunday the 15th at either 1 or 8.15 p.m. And then obviously there's the Monday. I don't foresee the Monday happening because they want the Rodgers, the Brady's, the Mahomes, they want those guys on the on the But Monday. the New York market might be a might be a big draw for one of those primetime spots. Yeah, maybe the night, maybe the Saturday. Or, or, yeah. or but not the Monday. I don't see how they would get the Monday. Do you think the yeah, NFL is especially with the major losses that they've taken in nationally televised games? Why would they choose that? I mean, just my logic. Do you think that the NFL would be diabolical enough to to put Cousins in the Monday night window, which they love to talk well, about? Cousins versus Daniel Jones. Daniel uh, Jones is also very bad on. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh no, James, they both so. they both have that Monday night reputation. Yeah, so they. I mean, but I, I was just thinking with the the New York market, um, they would want that in the premium slot as opposed to, um, you know, San Francisco would be a essentially a late afternoon game if they started at the normal or i mean that late afternoon early evening game um but what so, i'm I don't know. in me listing those i mean so um the 4 30 saturday is is nbc okay and then the um sunday night is obviously nbc as well so those could be cb or afc games so those will be likely if the packers make it rogers games because how else would chris collinsworth you know, not right. Not he, they'll get the Sunday. <laughs> they'll get the Sunday or Monday, just like they're getting the Sunday this week, which makes no logical sense. So I think we're most likely to get the Saturday four thirty or the Sunday one o'clock. So we've been answering all your uh, questions, Bryant, in about four minute little speeches here. Uh, oh, no, yeah. So <laughs> I know it's confusing. N- normal, yeah. So probably Saturday even, or Sunday. And even what happens with the the AFC is going to be interesting because how are they going to play, you know, decide that part of it? Because three teams, um, at least, you know, going into mon- this past Monday night were had a chance at the one seed. And now, you know, whatever the NFL decides is going to heavily impact that. So is that a maybe, Bryant? Wow. Yeah. There's a possibility. I just have to check my calendar. Um. To see, we're gonna have to drag you by the ears to the tailgate. Is that how this works? <laughs> I know. I really need to finally make one. <laughs> Get all drunk. Yeah, too well, early. it's still up in the air if we have one or not. We'll have to see. Oh, well, okay. what's the? Uh, oh, I didn't check. Box? Well, if we get approved, which oh. I mean, logically we should, but I see. 
I didn't uh, realize the situation. So um, I think we will. Okay. Because how could it be sold out? I've had a pass there every year, every game. So who would have swooped in and bought that spot? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the last thing I'm going to lift up again to listeners is the very real possibility that on wildcard weekend, you are going to have to decide whether or not you're cheering for the Green Bay Packers because you want the Vikings to host a home playoff game in the divisional round. It will come down to that. If you do not want the Packers to win, that means the Vikings go on the road, probably to the San Francisco 49ers. If you cheer for the Packers, that means you're cheering solely for a Vikings home game on the divisional weekend. So uh, I like to get that out there because it's going to really, it's going to hurt some hearts to even think about. Well, let's just cheer for uh, McVay to help his buddy out um, on Sunday um, to beat, to, to beat the Seahawks. And then for the lions to come out and uh, let Dan Campbell, uh, um, have at it. Yeah, I'm. Ba- I'm pretty sure, based on what we know about Dan Campbell, that his dudes are going to play no matter no yeah. matter what. Just to play a spoiler, that's kind of the cool part about him now that he doesn't really affect our lives. All right, group. This was a great show, Brian. We really appreciate your context on uh, Demar Hamlin because otherwise, we're just uh, the other parts of the group are just rehashing the same stuff. But we appreciate your context, and uh, the group will be back on Wednesday to get ready for the postseason. Okay. All right. You guys have a good night. Go. Go, baby. (laughs) Later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.